Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host. So welcome back everyone. Here we are, episode three, continuing on the journey of Love Signals, exploring all the messages that are finding their way to us and through us that share love. So uh, once again, if you didn't know this already, this podcast is the second phase of a project I started in 2020 where I wrote myself a self-love letter every day for a year between my 29th and 30th birthdays. And it's been such a beautiful journey. I can't wait to continue to see what comes from this. So last time we explored this idea of saying what you need to hear. And this is a concept that comes from the author and spiritual teacher, Matt Kahn. And I actually have his book with me. I was at my mom's house this past weekend. It was Mother's Day. It was great. And some of my books are still there. I'm slowly moving into my partner's home, and it's been a really sweet process. And I have a lot of books. Your girl has a lot of books. I had a lot of books in Colorado when I lived there. I lived there for, I think, about eight, eight plus years. Oh, my. No. Seven and a half? I don't know. It was a while. And I accumulated many books, probably because I lived down the street from the most precious bookstore called the Boulder Bookstore. And I just spent a lot of my free time <laughs> looking at books there. Anyway, that's all to say I love books. And I do have my precious copy of Matt Kahn's book, Whatever Arises, Love That. And while I am rereading it, um, because I got inspired after our last episode, um, I haven't found the phrase, say what you most need to hear. I haven't heard him talk about that concept yet, but I'm, I'm in the first few pages. And it may be in this book or it may be in his other books. Uh, but I did find an excerpt that I wanted to share with you because he was such a huge part of my journey with all of this. And um, I kind of came in touch with his teachings just through YouTube. Um, and then I actually ran into him most serendipitously at a really wonderful restaurant that doesn't exist anymore, but used to <laughs> in Boulder called Shine. And um, I was there with a dear friend one night and he was there with his people and I got to meet him and, and he was so sweet. We just talked about food and um, he was very just mellow and, and fun. And, um, but he, he really meant a lot to me. His teachings really helped me a lot because I think there were points in my life, especially back then, that was more like in 2016, where I could, I could get so hard on myself that I would almost use that as a reason to ignore the things that I knew I was tolerating that weren't okay. And I'd, I'd, I'd use that self-criticism almost as a reason to validate continuing on in situations that, that weren't really serving me. And so this idea of loving ourselves so much, loving all the parts of ourselves that show up, just, oh, just loving ourselves, just the saturation of love, you know, loving everything that arises, right? Whatever arises, love that, was something that, I mean, it sounds nice, right? It's a, it's kind of a beautiful concept just hearing it. But as I really let it sink into my being and, and started to explore loving 
what was arising in me versus rejecting it or criticizing it or seeing it as something to fix, I felt so much change. And that's not to say it made everything perfectly easy, but I feel like this was way before the Love Letter Project, right? That year long of love letters. But I feel like these ideas helped guide me back to myself in a deeper way than maybe anything ever had before. Um, because it's, it's profound to simply love what arises. So with that in mind, I thought I'd read a little excerpt from his book, Whatever Arises, Love That. And um, I'm sure I'll probably read more because it's very quotable. There's parts that I'm like, I don't know, this is a lot of words, Matt. But, <laughs> but then there's other parts that mm, really get in there. So this is a little um, kind of piece that he shares of a, a timeless truth and a gentle reminder. So here we go. In every breath you take, love is always here. Throughout any personal encounter, love is always here. No matter what comes together or whatever is pulled apart, love is always here. In your greatest moment of achievement, or even in your darkest hour of uncertainty, love is always here. Whether in the aftermath of tragedy or in the presence of your highest triumph, love is always here. When life is flowing, inspired and harmonious, and even if it's frustrating, annoying, painful, or inconvenient, love is always here. When you feel alone or unsupported, love is always here. No matter what you understand, and despite what you have yet to figure out, love is always here. Despite your thoughts, regardless of what you choose, or how you feel, love is always here. No matter what has been done to you or whatever you believe you've done to others, love is always here. I just wanna take a moment to let that soak in. So, love signals. <laughs> Last week, we explored this idea of saying what you need to hear, right? That, that we can be a more direct source of the love that we're seeking. We might be looking for it in others. We might be hoping somebody will say that thing. I just need to know. I just need to hear this one thing. And the gift and the, the empowering realization that I had that, wow, I, I can say that for myself. And it doesn't feel hollow. It doesn't feel empty. It actually carries an immense amount of power. And while it might feel a little weird <laughs> at first to be like, I love you, self, <laughs> or I'm proud of you, or whatever it is that you need to hear that you're telling yourself, or that I needed to hear that I told myself, um, repetition and practicing and, and just trying it out, just giving it a good old try seems to soften some of those edges that reject it just because it's unfamiliar. And as something becomes more familiar, we're able to relax a little more and, and notice, oh, what does happen when I, when I 
Just let this in. So last week we explored that. And this week I want to ask you something and I want to explore it like another dimension of this. So the question is, is it easier for you to give love and appreciation than it is to receive it? And if you think about this, I, I think a great kind of tester for this is to think about the last time somebody complimented you. And maybe the last time wasn't the best example, but just think in general, when people compliment you, how do you respond? Do you um, kind of, oh no, it's nothing. Or do you uh, just turn around and compliment the person back? Does it make you uncomfortable? Like what, what goes on in your body? You can even kind of close your eyes for a moment and remember that moment when somebody was like, hey, what a beautiful shirt. Or I really like the way you said that in the meeting. And just notice what goes on for you. And then I want you to think about the last time you complimented somebody. And, and maybe this doesn't happen all the time, but maybe you're just expressing love or appreciation. So maybe it's not even a compliment necessarily. Maybe it's just saying, hey, thank you. Thanks for doing the dishes. Thanks for whatever, whatever it is. And notice how that feels. And so we're, we're all different. You know, I'm not going to say that everybody's not as good at receiving love as they are at giving it, but it does seem to be that there's a trend towards it being easier for people to give love, share love, than it is to receive it. And, I, you know, we can get into what what's going on there another time. That, that honestly, I don't I don't need to get into that in this moment. <laughs> um, it's an interesting inquiry and I, it's an area I'd love to explore. I feel like that could be better to do with a guest really. Um, and maybe a few guests, maybe that's a question I'll add to my list for when guests are on. Ooh, I like that. Um, but whatever is going on behind why this may be the case. Um, I think it's an interesting exploration of, wow, is it easier for me to give love and appreciation or is it easier for me to receive it? And if you fall into the group that it seems like most people fall into now, it might just be the people I interact with that mostly fall into this group of can be easier to give it than receive it. And one of my favorite things when it comes to writing self-love letters is to actually um, not write it to yourself. And so the exercise that I did quite a bit throughout the Love Letter Project, at least that's my memory of it, I'm still going through all those love letters and uh, gathering the ones I want to share with you all. And uh, I'm, I, it's amazing to see how many, how many I wrote. <laughs> it's, you know, you hear 365. It's like, yeah, sure, well, yeah. But it's, you guys, it's a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, so I want you guys to try this out if you feel so inspired. So the exercise is, Write a letter of appreciation to someone you really admire. Maybe this is um, like a hero that you have, even like somebody who you really look up to who you've never met. Or maybe this is a parent or, or maybe this is a dear friend or maybe this is a lover, like somebody you really, you really admire, you really appreciate, who you really enjoy interacting with or, or you enjoy something about them, right? Whatever that may be. And and just really imagine sharing your, your, your heartfelt appreciation for this person. And you can even get specific. That, that won't necessarily ruin it. Um, but 
just, yeah, let it be vivid, let it be heartfelt. And then what you do is if you've written their name at the top, like if you wrote dear so-and-so, you can cross out their name and you can put your name. Um, and I want you to read it to yourself as if somebody wrote that to you. And it may not be that it's you wrote it to yourself. Maybe it's just somebody. Somebody out there wrote that to you. And um, notice what goes on. Notice how that feels. I, I think that this is such a fun exercise. It's a really fun just journaling exercise in general because for so many reasons. But the one I want to highlight here is that I think there's a way that we're able to kind of drop any restraint or hesitation or kind of, um, I don't know, like self-editing is probably a good way to refer to it, that goes on when we want to express appreciation for ourselves. It's like there's there can be so much like, wait, am I being vain? Am I being this? Am I being that? And when we let it be about another person, oh, we could just like, oh, we can just let it out. We just let it pour out of us. Of course this person deserves this attention, this appreciation, this admiration, this acknowledgement. And then, and so it's like the guard is down, right? We just get to let it flow. It feels good. And then it's kind of, to me, it feels like a sneak attack. If you could see me right now, I'm using my hands a lot to like describe like, like there you are and the energy's going out, but then you put yourself out there <laughs> to catch that energy. <laughs> and I think this is just such a cool, cool exercise. So play with it. See how it goes. And, and maybe you will even find your own kind of nuanced way of trying it out. But to reiterate, the steps are identify somebody you want to express your love and appreciation for. Maybe it's not love. Maybe it's just appreciation, admiration, gratitude. And write a little letter to them. And let it be heartfelt. And then once you've written that letter, read it as if you're reading it to yourself. As if the you in that letter is yourself. So you can add your name into it or you can just know as you read it. What if this was written to me? <laughs> and simply notice how that feels. The thing that I will probably say a lot in this podcast because it's something that I think is pretty core to how I orient to life is this idea of being a curious explorer and trying things out and seeing how it feels and gathering the data and moving forward. So whether that's, you know, you get really good data that you're like, hmm, I liked this. I like this part in particular. I definitely want to do it again. Off we go. Or whether it's data that's also good, but just, you know, information that you don't want to repeat that. And you're like, mm, I really didn't like that. And always, 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 I keep coming back to curiosity and, um, I think that the more curious we can be about ourselves, about our feelings, about the different parts of ourselves that come up, the more of kind of a warm-hearted kindness can come in. Because I, I think for a lot of people, it's hard to go from self-criticism and just, just quantum leap to self-love. And curiosity is a wonderful bridge. I've talked about this before with many clients and once upon a time when I had a coaching business Instagram, <laughs> I don't really do social media anymore, but once upon a time, I did a little video about this, about how curiosity 
especially self-curiosity, is a wonderful bridge because it's just that, that space of simply witnessing what's going on and be like, hmm, oh, I wonder, I wonder what's going on there. How interesting. When this happened, I felt this way. When that happened, I felt that way. I wonder what's going on there. So as always with all of this, please do what feels good to you. Feel free to uh, augment things and change them to make them feel the best. And don't be afraid to try things out and get a little uncomfy just to notice what you learn, right? You can always learn from things. So there is my kind of follow-up to last week of first we talked about saying what you need to hear, identifying what you need to hear, saying it. And this week we're talking about how to basically practice how to uh, receive love with even more ease, right? You're so good at giving it. Well, what if you practice receiving that love that you're sending out? And to circle back to that idea of maybe there's two groups or maybe there's two ends of a spectrum, right? Where some people at the one end of the spectrum, it's way easier for them to give love and not easy to receive it. And maybe on the other end of the spectrum, they're way better at receiving it, but they're not that good at giving it. And let's say somewhere in the middle is where it's an even flow. It's easy to give. It's easy to receive. And for the people who feel like it's not as easy to give love, I've come across a few people like that. And, and um, it does, you know, there's stuff going on there for sure. I, I don't understand all of it, you know. And when I say I've come across people, I mean both as um, clients, coaching clients that I've had, and as people I've met in my life. And it does seem like... Um, Maybe there's vulnerability in sharing how we appreciate people and in how we might love or admire people. It can feel vulnerable. Uh, and so there might be restraint there. There could be a lot of other things going on, but I still think that this exercise could be good. So maybe the, the first step is harder, you know? Um, and and maybe maybe you want to reverse it of, of you know, imagining what, some things that somebody else might say about you or something you even heard somebody say about you. Oh, I love you so much and I appreciate this about you and that. And then you might imagine turning it towards the other to see how that feels. So there's lots of ways to explore. I know I'm really giving you lots of options here. (laughs) So part of all of this is this idea of dialoguing with ourselves. And, um, I think on a certain level, that's what journaling is. It's a dialogue with the self because, um, you know, there we are saying, oh, I thought this, I felt this, this is what happened, this is what I did. And um, there's something, I think, intrinsically powerful about conversation and about being engaged in communication basically with ourselves right and so I think journaling is a wonderful format for that I feel like podcasting is too I'm really noticing how especially all these podcasts that I'm doing on my own which won't always be the way that these happen I do plan to bring on guests get excited (laughs) um but I do think that even this feels like a form of dialogue you know I'm dialoguing with kind of this entity that is the audience that I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. 
Um, I might have some ideas, some clues. I have some dear friends <laughs> who I know will listen. But there's people who I'll never meet who are going to listen to this. And uh, hopefully. <laughs> and, and so it's interesting to be in dialogue kind of with myself and then kind of with this idea of the future possibility of others. And I feel like that the uniqueness of that flavor, that flavor of dialogue is different than me in the private space of the pages of my journal. And that's partly why I'm excited about this podcast because I feel like different things come out of different structures, different dialogues, different communities. And so this is like, like this whole ecosystem of the podcast has a whole different shape and feel to it. And it makes me think about things differently. So I can't wait to see what comes from it. The last thing I'd like to do is um, read you another love letter from the Love Letter Project. I decided to fast forward to uh, rather uh, rather deep into the <laughs> into the Love Letter Project, that year-long project where I was writing love letters. This is basically halfway through. Wow, that's pretty cool. January 14th of 2021, halfway through. It was a Thursday morning. <laughs> and this is a short and sweet one that I felt like it, mm, it kind of echoes some of the qualities of this idea of writing to somebody else and then reading it for ourselves. It's not exactly, but it gets there. So here we go. When I think of you, my love, my heart swells and I smile all over. You bring so much sweetness to my life. I love thinking about your smile and the way your eyes light up and sparkle. There's a light in you that reaches out and touches my very soul. I feel so grateful, so honored to know and love you. So that's a short, simple, sweet one. But I, I love that. I mean, gosh, I, I, I could imagine saying that to my beloved, <laughs> all my beloveds, you know, my friends, my partner, my mom, my family, you know. Um, yeah, so it's so, it's, it's so cool to get to share with you all. It's, uh, it's an interesting experience to let this be more public. And I can't wait to see what comes from it. In next week's episode, because did you did you feel it yet? But these are happening on a weekly rhythm. Mm, it's so delicious. Next week, I really want to talk more about this idea of dialoguing with ourselves. And I want to share uh, the concept of parts work, which is something that I've experienced as a client in therapy. Because your girl has done her therapy. I love therapy. It's great. <laughs> and, um, and I've also done forms of it as a coach with my clients. Um, and so I want to kind of explain parts work to you all because I feel like it's such a powerful tool. Even just the concept of it is so cool, especially when it comes to journaling and self-love and exploring ways to love whatever is arising. And... So I'm, I'm excited about it. I will restrain myself because we will get into it next week. Um, and please reach out to me 
in my last episode, I announced that I have an email address for love signals specifically. So if you are trying out these exercises, if you have questions, if you have excited ideas that you want to share, uh, if you are interested in being on the podcast, any of that, please reach out to me. The podcast email address is lovesignalspodcast at gmail.com. That's lovesignals, plural, podcast at gmail.com. And uh, oh my goodness, it would be so fun to hear from you all. I, I really look forward to seeing how all this grows. So with that, I will leave you with this beautiful, beautiful quote from Abraham Hicks. There's so much love here for you. And I'll add to that. I look forward to each and every one of us continuing to notice all the love, all the love signals that are finding us in one way or another. May you be well and take care. <laughs>